Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing my coach and mentor, Shana Recker from the Quantum Leap Queen. So Shana has uh, been an, an online business mentor for new coaches and a quantum leap strategist. She helps new coaches quantum leap their success by helping them create, launch, and fill their first high ticket group program. Founder of the Quantum Accelerator and the Pursuit Podcast, Shana's experience building her own successful online coaching business has taught her that bold action mixed with the right mindset is the path to incredible growth and results. She learned it's impossible to have everything figured out when you first get started. So making a quantum leap is about taking big leaps, trusting and allowing what's next to unfold as you go. Shayna, welcome to the show. I can't wait to have you here today. So excited to have this chat. Yeah, so Shayna and I have been working together since uh, late 2021, and mm -hmm. I have to say it has been a transformational change for me. And it's funny, when we have a week that we aren't working together, I'm like, <laughs> oh crap, I'm like firing you messages and asking for, you know, <laughs> more yes. support and everything. So you've been Good. such a, such an asset to my business so far. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So welcome. Uh, well, I love working with you because you're super coachable and you're just so willing to do whatever it takes to make this work. So thank you so much. So Shana has been a coach for over six years now. She has the quantum accelerator program for new coaches. And I would just love to hear why you started this business and how you mm -hmm. sort of determined that there was a need in the coaching market for what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny, actually, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit further because I actually, when I started my coaching business, I started coaching network marketing, which is what I, this were, that was my, my field. When I first started coaching is I was a top network marketer. I was, you know, doing really well. And I was seeing at that time. So this was, you know, pre Instagram, this is back when I don't know if you remember Periscope. Um, and there was like, uh, there was all those other little video apps and then there was Facebook and I was seeing these coaches on Facebook and Periscope and they were, you know, giving tips and advice to people at the time I was obviously consuming network marketing content. And I was just like, okay, if these people can do this and create another business, you know, sharing their tips and advice with other people, like, why can't I, you know, I created some great success in network marketing. And I thought, you know, this could be fun. I could help share with, you know, what my expertise with people outside of my team and, you know, just kind of started. So I got that idea long story short, I got started and I did that kind of coaching. It was called Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing, which I loved the name. But unfortunately for me, as I was going through that process of coaching network marketers, I was really not enjoying the, the coaching, the, the, the topic that I was coaching on. But what was happening was I had people who were coming to me that were mainly network marketers or people who just knew me. And they were seeing that I was creating this coaching business. And they were like, how are you doing that? Like, how did you figure this stuff out? Like, how did you get this started? And, and I think what they were seeing was, you know, possibility for themselves. So I ended up talking to a lot of people about how to create an online business. And I was like, oh, well, I did this and you can create this and you can use Instagram or at the time it was Facebook and you can do these funnels and all of these things. Right. 
And I was like, wait a minute, I am really excited about talking to people about online business and I'm not so excited about teaching network marketing. So I was like, I think something needs to shift here. And so that was in 2018. And I started, um, I left Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing behind. I kind of closed that down. And at that time I started what was called the Dream Hustle Academy, now the Quantum Leap Accelerator. Um, but um, that's when I really realized that business coaching was was my wheelhouse. You know, it was like, this is what I love to talk about. And as you know, we've had many chats about business and all the things. So that's really how, how it started for me. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. I actually didn't know that you started in network marketing. This, that was a, that was something that surprised me, not surprised me, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was referred to you by three different people. So, you've oh, wow. yeah, you've actually, yeah, <laughs> you've, you've definitely left your mark in the coaching business. So, um, it's it's amazing how much network marketing teaches us about what's possible outside oh, yeah. of what we're taught in school. Now, whether people decide to continue down that path or not, because I was actually introduced to coaching through network marketing as well. Mm. And it was the first time that I had really ever gone to a personal development event, seen speakers that are like, look, if you want more out of life, there's another way you can create yeah. more online. And whether that's through the vehicle of network marketing or some other way, you know, it, it just, I, I didn't even realize that that was possible until I had been exposed to these types of events. And unfortunately yeah. we don't have live events at the moment, but you know, it's such a powerful thing to be sort of opened your eyes to what mm. other possibilities are than just working the nine to five. Right. And I think that's what I always say, uh, as how, what I believe is for a lot of people, network marketing is like the stepping stone into entrepreneurship because you are your own business as a network marketer. You, you know, there's a lot of, you got to mm -hmm. do your own books and you got to, there's a lot of, uh, entrepreneurial things that you do with it yet you're still, the company is still taking care of a lot of the, you know, other things, you know, so you, it's like a middle ground between working for somebody, but yet being an entrepreneur. And uh, I think for a lot of people, they, they get that taste for entrepreneurship through network marketing. And much like me, I was like, okay, this was really good. And I liked it, but I, I, I outgrew it. Yep. And it also introduced me to personal development, which I'm forever grateful for because in network marketing, there's a lot of personal development. We get a lot of great speakers and things that come in. Um, and so it just opened up my mind to, and my awareness to what else can I do? You know, if I could do this, like what else is out there? And that's when I saw these coaches popping up and I was like, well, I could do that, you know? And here's the thing, what I want people to hear, because this, this was something that almost held me back when I started my coaching business. Uh, but I, I managed to work through it is there's a lot of people who think, well, oh yeah, sure. I'd love to have an online coaching business, but I'm not a coach. I didn't go to coaching school. I didn't get a certificate in coaching. I just want you guys to know, I don't have a certificate in coaching. <laughs> I've created a successful business off what I know, my experiences, my knowledge, and, uh, just going through the, the, you know, like I say, the experiences of it. So, um, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, getting into this industry, don't let that hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with what you said there because I, I went through that myself last year. I had mm -hmm. this sort of imposter syndrome of, I knew that my technical expertise was in financial planning, but mm -hmm. I was already coaching clients in client meetings in financial planning mm -hmm. about how to have better relationship with money, how to have better money habits and strategies and things like that. But that wasn't what they were paying me for. They were paying me for giving them product advice or investment advice and, and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I had this epiphany moment where I was like, wait a minute, a lot of these people actually want coaching more on the mindset around money and their yeah. limiting beliefs around money. And then I did this coaching certificate in 2021 where we learned all about that. And that's how I created my business. But yeah. it's it's... Coaching is such an interesting industry because there's definitely a lot of faux coaches out there, people yeah, that will call absolutely. themselves coaches. And that's why I think the industry gets a bit of a bad rep because it's yep. anybody that has a marketing budget can call themselves a coach. But it's really mm -hmm. important, I think, when you're looking for a coach for that social proof. And in my case mm -hmm. with you, I had three different people tell me about your coaching and I was like, okay, well, and then as soon as we jumped on a call, I knew right away it was a fit, but it was, 
you know, it was one of those things where I was like, I need to do the due diligence and make sure that this is actually something Absolutely. that I want to do and want to work with. Because when you, when you do start an online business, you do need that mentorship and somebody who is there for you and in your corner, which you totally yeah. have been. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you say that because you're right. The coaching industry is very unregulated. Um, anybody can put themselves out there as a coach. So it's up to you as the uh, you know client looking for a coach to do your due diligence. And there are a lot of what we call like influencer coaches out there who can throw out all the vanity stuff and make themselves look, you know, like they're a successful coach, but you know, you've got to know to ask the right questions. To be honest, I want a coach who's uh, done literally created the result that I want to create, but also has had failures. I want someone who has stumbled and, and had times where things didn't work out. And because to me, that's where the most growth happens is when people have those moments. If you just walked into your coaching business, had, you know, clients just handed to you and you've never experienced any, you know, obstacles or anything like that, what, like you, you haven't learned, there's not, there's not as much to learn there. So definitely when you're looking for a coach, you know, ask questions, ask them questions about what they've been through ask them, you know, what their worst months were like, you know, ask them those questions and see what kind of answers you get, because, um, you, you do have to do that work before you hire somebody for sure. And references always. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they say testimonials are the most powerful thing when it comes to building your business. And, whether it's a personal referral, a warm network referral, or or physically mm -hmm. seeing it on a website or something like that, I think it's hugely important uh, to know that that person can actually get you the results. And I remember thinking back when I was looking for a coach, I was looking at these vanity metrics of how many followers do they have, how yeah. much engagement do they get on their posts. But the reality is, is that people can buy followers, they can buy likes, they can buy comments, and mm -hmm. it's not about a popularity game. It's about authenticity. And do yeah. you resonate with that person and the way that they show up? Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. And when you're on those calls, having those discovery calls with people, or if you're in the DMS with somebody, you know, trying to figure out, you'll pick up on that energy. Like I mm -hmm. truly believe your energy transfers. It does. It's, it's a, just a thing. Your energy is transferring. And so someone on the other side will pick up especially if, if it is, you know, uh, not real or it's, it's vanityed, you'll go, you won't maybe be able to pinpoint it, but you're like, for some reason, I just don't feel good about this one. Mm -hmm. And it's most likely because you're picking up on that energy, that negative, maybe sort of fake energy, I guess you could say, I don't yeah. know what you call it, but, um, and so that's why, you know, and so you just know, like you said, you knew when we chatted and that's just, Cause there's always like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my worst moments. <laughs> if you yeah. want to know them, I will tell you and how I got through them. Yeah. And that's what I like about your page as well. So if you want to check out Shana's Instagram, by the way, it's quantum leap queen. And mm -hmm. what I love about you is that you are transparent when you miss mm -hmm. something or if like what you, uh, you did a reel about missing your financial target in 2021. Yeah. And that to me is real. It's like, you're, you're showing up as a real person. What do we need to do now to be able to Mm -hmm. overcome that or what's the next yeah. step that we need to build on it because sometimes you see people online and it just looks like they have a perfect flowing business all the time and they never have any struggles yeah but it's the struggles that build us yeah <laughs> it's and getting that's why through the failures <laughs> right and that's why it's like I would be cautious of of hiring somebody that has just been like no everything in my business has been amazing you know it's like oh I just walked into 100k months and things are perfect it'd be like oh okay you know like I, I don't necessarily know that that's the coach for me but um yeah at the end of the day you just want somebody who you feel aligned with and uh, definitely has the energy that you that you like <laughs> yeah absolutely so let's dive into some questions here for the new yeah. coaches that are listening so as a, as a new coach and I, you know, I am, would consider myself a relatively new coach mm -hmm. as well. So what would you say is something that a new coach needs to know when they're first kicking off their business, if they're new to this game? Yeah. I think the first thing that I would say is that, um, they need to know strategy for sure. Like obviously there's strategy to starting your business. You want to get on social media, you want to, um, you know, start creating your offer and do all that stuff. But I think the one thing that gets missed a lot when new coaches start, because this happened to me, I was all about the strategy, the funnel, the everything. And what I missed was the mindset that needed to go with those strategies. So uh, I didn't start studying mindset until probably 
you know, really starting, starting entrepreneurial mindset until probably 2019. So I was a few years into my business. And the reason that I got into studying the mindset is that I had been doing all of the strategies and I had created some success with that, but I was finding myself stuck. And I was like, why can't I get past this benchmark? Like, I can't seem to get past these 10, 15 K months. Like what is going on? And it was because my mindset, I hadn't been doing any of the real mindset work in entrepreneurial in, in, um, entrepreneurial mindset, understanding how money works, understanding how to attract money, understanding how your thoughts and feelings dictate your results. Like they're so, they're so intertwined, the strategy and the mindset, but really the mindset understanding your mindset. And, and when I say mindset, it seems really broad, but it's just understanding how your, your thinking and your feeling, your attitude and, and, and things affect your strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have the greatest strategy in the world and it's not working. And you're like, why am I not attracting clients? Why am I not signing anybody up? Well, because your energy's off, you know, kind of similar to what we just talked about. Right. So I, once I started doing that work, uh, started really focusing in 2020, I hired only mindset coaches. I didn't hire any strategy coaches and, uh, I dove deep into me. I went deep into the shadowy work. I went deep into what is it about, you know, taking full responsibility on my, for myself and go, what is it about me and the way that I, my thoughts and my beliefs that are actually stopping me and keeping me stuck. So for new coaches, do that work right away. Like find mm -hmm. a coach that can give you both strategy and the mindset piece because they do go hand in hand. I went straight into strategy to start. I ignored the mindset and it, it got me into this, like, like I said, this, this stuck loop. Uh, and then I had to take a step back literally and kind of dig deep and, and make some shifts to, to start getting the wheels going in the right direction again. Yeah. And, and you and I have worked on that as well, this, mm -hmm. this limiting belief around, you know, even what I'm worth and what I'm charging for my courses mm -hmm. and sticking to it and not discounting my prices just because somebody wants to negotiate or can't afford it or things mm -hmm. like that. Because as, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast is that everything is an energy. And when we give off an energy of desperation or, de mm -hmm. you know, need or things like that, our clients can pick up on that. Yeah. And oh, 100%. We, yeah. Like who do we need to become in order to attract the right clients into our business that can afford us, that appreciate us, that want to work with us and that prioritize our coaching essentially. Yeah. Well, and, and for me, what I discovered in doing this work was that there was past, you know, childhood things that were actually stopping me from accepting the right, you know, the clients who wanted to pay in full and do all those things. You have to remember your reality becomes a mirror to what's going on in the inside. So if you don't feel worthy or you don't feel like, um, you know, if, if you go, well, I don't want to pay that coach. She's too expensive. Right. But then you're a coach and you've got clients coming in. Well, they're going to mirror that same attitude back to you. Right. So they're going to be like, no, your coaching's too expensive. Or if you're struggling to pay your coach, you're going to find clients that are struggling to pay you. Right. So we always have to take full responsibility of our results because our results are a reflection of our own energy and our own beliefs and our own thoughts. So if there's something that's not going right, it's you got to look inward and figure out what's going on so that you can change the results. So that's why, you know, a lot of coaches, if they don't, when they start and they go headfirst into strategy, which I do believe strategy is important. But if you, if you miss the mindset component of it, you can, you can get yourself either not getting the results you want at all or getting a little bit of results, but then finding yourself stuck and, and not, uh, not being able to, to make it to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. I completely mm -hmm. agree. And then, you know, that brings me to my next question really, because this was, that was one piece that we were working on. And then mm -hmm. really the second thing, when I came to you, I was so flustered about who my client even was. Yeah. Who's, who's my ideal client? Who yeah. do I want to attract into my business? And we went through a couple exercises about that, about defining your niche. Mm -hmm. And I think this is important, whether you're an online coach or whether you're a business owner in some other area, yeah. who, who is your niche? And I would love for you to talk us through that process about identifying yeah. your niche. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of things that, that we went through. And the first thing was, is, is the niche part itself. So understanding what these elements are. So your niche is like the general audience of the type of people you're talking to. So when the way I was taught to, and I have a free tool for this, if anybody wants it, it's at shanarecord.com forward slash niche. Um, this free tool walks you through nailing your niche down five levels. So if you're like, okay, well, my niche is uh, women in corporate. It's like, okay, well, that's a really broad niche. There's millions and millions and millions of women who work in corporate. What is something else about those women in corporate that you could identify to help narrow that niche? So it's like, well, women in corporate um, who are moms, who are busy moms. Okay, so women in corporate that are busy moms. What else can you say about this woman in corporate who's a busy mom? Well, it's a woman in corporate who's a busy mom who's tired of her job and she really wants to get out of corporate, right? So now we've got a woman in corporate who's a busy mom who's tired of the corporate nine to, gr nine to five grind and she wants out, right? So you see how I'm getting narrower and narrower with that, right? So when you can get that clearly defined niche and in the tool, I suggest you go down five levels. So we only did what, three or four there. When you get down to five levels, that's going to be where you're going to have a nicely targeted niche. And then the reason you want to do that is because you want to attract those people to you. So if you, in, in all your social media posts and everything that you're doing, if you are uh, putting out content that speaks to that corporate busy mom who's, you know, tired of working corporate and she's ready to start her own coaching business, you know, like we've narrowed it down to that. Whenever you are creating content, you want to make sure that that speaks to that niche, right? And then, and then you can, uh, then when she's scrolling at night and she sees your post that says, um, you know, I quit my nine to five because I hated corporate or something like that, you know, she's going to stop and read that, right? And then most likely if she, if you're speaking to her soul, she's going to like the post and follow you. And then that's what starts the whole process of her becoming a client. So that's one of the first things. Um, and then the other, the other thing that you want to do is then once you've identified who that niche is, like these, these corporate moms who are, you know, hating their job and they're busy with kids and everything. The next thing you want to do is identify that specific person's uh, their limiting beliefs, how they're feeling. You want to isolate their struggle, their pain, what I call the struggling prospect. And you want to isolate those feelings. You want to isolate those thoughts that she's having. You want to isolate what's going on in her life. You really want to understand who your struggling prospect is so that again, as you're creating not only content for your social media, but also your programs, also your offers, right? You want those things to be of service to that that client, right? The result that you create for, for someone, um, you know, you want to understand them. So you're making sure that you're creating a program that delivers that result. Um, and here's the thing. And this is one of the things that my mentor told me once, and it's always rung true for me. And it rings true for a lot of my clients is that your ideal client is oftentimes a former version of you. So when you think about, you know, most people become coaches is because they've had some sort of transformation. They've, they've created some sort of result in their life. And they're like, I want to teach other people how to do this. You know, that's, that's why I'm here. And I know that's partly like partly why you're here. And, and a lot of coaches I work with. So oftentimes you can just go back into your memory bank of like, okay, where was I before I actually had this transformation and think about the things you were thinking, the feelings you were having, the stuff that you went through, and even just writing out your own story. There's so much gold in that, that you can use to help attract in those ideal clients. So you want to get that clarity so that you're speaking to the right people so that when people come to your social media or they join your email list, uh, you're getting people who are already basically hot leads because they, they are, your content speaks to where they are at. And then your program is going to help them create the result that they want. So they're basically primed and ready for what it is you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head there with, um, with speaking to what their needs are, because you do a mm -hmm. very good job of that on your social media. When I read your posts in my head, I'm like, yep, that sounds like me. Yep. That sounds like me. Oh, how did she know that I'm going through this right now? Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I said to myself last month. And those are the kinds of things that make people want mm -hmm. to engage with you because mm -hmm. they know that you understand where you're, where they're coming from. 
and, and using simple terms, not overcomplicating it. Right. And so you want to create that kind of content to help them identify, but then you also want to give them some solutions. Like, here's what I did. Here's how I overcame this. Right. So then that sets you Mm -hmm. up as the authority and they're like, okay, she gets me and she knows the answers to what I need. Like uh, I need to hire this person. Right. So that's, that's really what you, and that's why we do this whole knit, like, you know, identifying your niche and your target market and things, because, um, it really helps that clarity helps you really just pinpoint laser focus on who it is you're looking to work with. And not to say that you can't work with anybody outside of that, you know, like I've worked with a gentleman before and, you know, most of my clients are female, but, um, you really want to, you know, really pick the people that you love to work with. And, um, and that helps, helps to narrow that down, but you can definitely go beyond that if, if it feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was one thing that I know that I was guilty of at the start when we first started working together, I was like, Oh, I want to target these people, but then also these people. Mm-hmm. And then this person, and then that person, my content was all over the place. My podcast topics were all over the place. They still kind of are, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. okay. Um, and, uh, you know, now that I've gotten further along in my business, I'm much clearer on who is mm-hmm. my ideal client what are their struggles? And exactly like what you said, it was a former version of myself. It was, it was where I was at in 2017, pretty much. Right. And that's, 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 so that's story, like write out that story because that story has so much content in it that you can use on your social media to talk about these things that you went through and things that happened. And, and just all of that is just like so much great content that's going to help attract in the right people. And, and the thing that the other mistake I see um, I don't know if that was the question, mistakes or whatever. I'm just going to say this because it's just <laughs> we'll a just good go thing. To, we'll just go to, We're just yeah. going to go here is, is once you narrow that niche down and you identify those struggles and those things, you've got to, you've got to give this content enough time because it takes time yeah. for your profile to start to shift into that laser focus. And for people to start to see Oh, cause you, you want someone to land on your profile and go, Oh, sh-, like for you, it's, Oh, she helps people with their money. Oh, she helps people, you know, invest. She helps people. Okay. I get mm-hmm. it. Right. If they're coming to your profile and they're seeing you with your fitness stuff and then you with your puppy and then you with your, Oh, here's a, here's one post about, you know, money. And then here's this, and they don't know what you do and they're just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want it to mm-hmm. be very clear that this is who I am and this is who I help you know, and mm-hmm. then if you, but that takes time to build. So totally. I see a lot of times people won't give it enough time. They'll give it a month or so and go, this isn't working. And I'm like, it's only been a month. Like you've really got, you know, how many millions of people you're fighting with on Instagram for the space. You got to give it enough time. Yeah. And that was one thing that you encouraged me to do, which was super outside my comfort zone was create a new business mm-hmm. profile because my Instagram was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was there was no plan. There was no strategy. It was one picture with my dog, one picture with my family, one picture out exercising or in the mountains and one post yeah. here and there about the business. And one thing I realized from working with you was that I was just not talking about my business enough. Yeah. And I think it was a fear thing where I was like, well, I don't want to lose followers or I don't want to lose engagement by talking too much about business, even though I knew I had a gift to offer the world with my financial expertise. I was hiding that gift behind all of the other posts mm-hmm. and social media things that I felt comfortable with and not being loud and proud about what I was actually doing. Yeah. And now I can unapologetically do it on my business page. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, one of the reasons we also talked about, you know, you starting the new account, which I know was, um, you know, was something that you were a bit nervous about was the followers on your account were there for other reasons. They were there Mm -hmm. because of, you know, the fitness pass that you have, you know, there a lot of times you said they were a lot of friends, you know, things like that. And so the audience wasn't targeted. And so a lot of the, you know, the the one thing with those social media is that when you grow a targeted audience, your engagement's going to be higher. Obviously you're going to find people who are going to be like, yes, sign me up, those kinds of things. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you're, this is what happened to me because I also started a new account this year. Um, my old account was filled with followers who just weren't really wanting what I had to offer. And so my engagement was really low, you know, and so the low engagement tells Instagram, don't share this stuff with anyone because nobody wants it. 
So then you can't, mm-hmm. it's hard to be seen when Instagram is looking at your algorithms going, well, nobody likes our content because they're not commenting or liking it. Cause you know what I mean? So when you build mm-hmm. a new profile and it does, I mean, you're already, there are like almost at 500 followers already. And you just, you just started this not too long ago. So it's building yeah. quickly, but I would rather see you have an account with 500 engaged followers than 20,000 totally. people who don't give a crap about what you want. You're going to yeah. get a lot farther ahead with that. And the new account, new energy, like you said, it's like you go on there. It's like, I'm loud and proud now on this account. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely a fear thing. I was just holding myself back about posting on social media. Cause I was like, Oh, my followers don't want to see this, but I was like, but this is what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So if they don't want to see this, then, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they shouldn't be following me and not everybody's going to come across. There's going to be obviously some friends and people that are going to come across the new account because they want to see it. But yep. you know, I'm doing targeted ads now on my new, on my new account where it's specifically targeting people who want to learn about money. Yeah and not fitness and not dogs and yeah. you, know, yeah. you know all of that stuff. So yeah. how do you how do you then move from okay we've we've worked on mindset, we figured out our niche. How do we now start getting paid? Yeah. What's the fastest way for new coaches to start getting paid? Well, the way that I recommend uh, new coaches get started is to create a high ticket group coaching program. Um, you can definitely start with one-on-one clients if that's your comfort zone, just to kind of get in there and get your feet wet a bit. But what I recommend is that you start with a high ticket group coaching program because the lessons that, I mean, I started out with one-on-one clients and then I actually created an online course and the two, the, the, the online course specifically took a lot of time. As you know, you've created an online course, right? There was a lot of time involved in planning it, recording it, doing all of these things. And then I was selling it. And at the time, um, as a, as a new coach, I was selling this course for $197 because that was all my self-worth would let me sell it for. I made a couple thousand dollars off that first launch. And when I look at the return on investment from the time that I invested in creating that program to the amount of money that I made on it, it didn't, it didn't match up. And my second coach that I ever hired in my business, she was like, you need to do group coaching. And I was, as a new coach, it was like scary AF. I was like, what, you want me to like put people on a zoom and coach them live? Like, I can't do that. That's like super scary. And she was like, no, absolutely. You need to do that. And so I am somebody who's very coachable. So I was like, all right. So I took what I had in my course and I made it a group coaching program where I coached it live and gave coaching calls and hot seat calls and all of those things. And I put it out to market before I even created any real content for it. And um, I made $10,000 in my first group coaching launch. So one, I almost 5x my income with a group coaching program. And two, I learned so much about what I was actually capable of doing by having to launch a group coaching program, call in the clients, um, actually work with clients live in a group setting. Um, I learned that my clients really loved the group setting as well because they were working with each other and they were getting to know other people. And the vibe of the whole experience was awesome. You know, was it perfect? No, I had the worst, like, like the launch of that program. I look back to my landing pages and all that stuff. It was horrible, but it didn't matter. It still sold. I still had amazing people mm-hmm. in. Some of those people are still clients of mine today. They still join from programs and things that I have. Um, but that was, that quantum leaped my business because not only financially, I was like, oh, wow, I can see now how I can make more money quickly. And that's because mm-hmm. you can bring you know, a one-to-many model allows you to bring in a lot more people, service a lot more people without having to expand all that energy. You're doing one call with 10, 15 people. So you have more capacity to bring more people in. And that obviously allows you to make more money. Um, But then also I just learned about you know, my abilities to coach and my abilities to, you know, manage people and, and help people in a, in that kind of a setting. And so, uh, it really just showed me what was possible. And from there on in, I've pretty much only ever done group coaching programs. I have a couple of like one-on-one clients, like what we do together, but my main thing now is to teach new coaches how to do this group coaching thing so that they can bypass the course. They can bypass, like it's, I'm not saying a course is bad. I think there's courses are great. But if you really want to get in and get income quickly, high ticket group is going to be where it's at. Cause you can sell that before you even create it. And right. that's, that's yeah. the beauty of it. 
And I have to say, when you and I started working together, I had already recorded my Money Mastery mm-hmm. 101 course. Like mm-hmm. I'd already written it, recorded it. It was a six month launch process. Yeah. It was exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, full transparency, it was exhausting. I did not know how much work it was going to be. I put in hundreds of hours into yeah. that. And as you said, like the return on investment is low because yeah. it's just, it's a hard sell. It's it, people want the one-on-one experience. Mm-hmm. They or, want to feel mm-hmm. live experience. Yeah. Not, sorry, not the one-on-one, but the live experience because they want to be able to ask questions. They want to see what they're actually getting by engaging with you. And that's part of the reason I like having a podcast is because so it builds that authority mm-hmm. of people know and like, and trust your content. They believe in what you're saying. They hear how you coach and speak. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I want to work together. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I mean, you and I are going to be working on the group coaching segment next this year. Now that my money mastery is live mm-hmm. and I'm, I can't wait to learn about this. Yeah. So what, what would you say is like one of the most important things that new coaches don't do when they're first starting out? Um, well, and before I answer that, just to go back mm-hmm. to the, the course thing. Um, you, the thing is they have to remember when people are wanting a transformation, they see that the, and, and this is what I, and this might actually answer the second question, but, um, the lower price pointed products like courses, like a 197 course, even a, anything under $500, people don't see that as a transformational product. They see it as learning a skill or learning something. There's something specific they're going to learn for that. And that's going to help them towards the transformation they want. But when they invest 2000, 3000, 5000, gosh, I've invested up to my latest investment was uh 17,000 Canadian for a coach for a group coaching program. That's a transformation. When I'm investing that kind of thing, I know I'm coming out of the other side of this like completely different. And uh, one somebody I used to follow a long time ago, his name is Sterling Griffin, and he said this quote. He said, the transformations happen in the transactions. The more people invest in you as the coach, the more they are going to have a transformation because they're going to show up. They're going to do the work. They've made this investment, most of them. I mean, I have had people mm-hmm. who have invested who haven't done the work, and it, it makes me sad when they do that because it's like there's so much you know, transformation available for you, but most people will really invest in themselves when they invest themselves will invest the time, the energy to make the transformation happen. But a smaller course, I mean, gosh, I'm guilty of this buying courses and not finishing them buying courses and not even opening them. Some of them like the smaller price point ones. So I've done that as well. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, so for new, for new coaches, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I would say that they make is that they start with a low price point offer because they feel like, and I did this because I feel like I have to prove myself first with this small thing before I can go out and ask people to pay me 2000 or $3,000 for something. And that's just misinformation, right? Like your knowledge, Sandra, your knowledge didn't start when you started your coaching business. You've been doing this for years. So just because you're a new coach doesn't mean you're new to what you do. And so new coaches think, well, I'm new, so I have to charge less. Well, no, you're not new to teaching financials. Like you've been doing this for a long time. So you have that experience and that knowledge and you're worth the three, four, five thousand dollars to be able to be in your energy and get your expertise and, you know, learn from, you know. So I think that's probably the biggest mistake new coaches make is they undercharge and they start small thinking that, well, because I'm new, I have to start this way. And it's just not true. Yeah. And that was one thing that you helped me overcome was charging actually what I'm worth, not based on me being a new coach, but me based on the nine years of education, Mm -hmm. the seven years experience, the family financial background of, you know, I was at a family dinner last night with my mom and my brother. And for the listeners out there that don't know, my mom and my brother are both financial planners Mm -hmm. as well. And my mom gave me a book on tax rules and (laughs) updates at our Christmas dinner, right? So I mean, like, you know, we live and breathe finances in our family. And I am very fortunate because I have them as mentors and fact checkers Mm -hmm. and 
you know, idea bouncers whenever I'm launching something. So, you know, there is hundreds of hours of expertise that go into yep. these programs. And like you said, I, I you know, you, it's easy to sell yourself short because when you're first starting your business, you just want the sale. So you're willing to downgrade your worth yeah. to get the sale rather than sticking to your guns and saying, no, this is what value I bring to the table. This yeah. is what I'm worth. If you can't afford that, that's okay. Yeah. Or if you don't want to afford that, I should say, mm -hmm. um, then that's okay. But that's what it is. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And um, I think one of the things that as coaches we need to do is we have to have, you know, obviously we want to help our clients and we want to do that, but we have mm -hmm. to detach from their money stories. You know, if they mm -hmm. are, you know, they can't totally. afford it and, and we want to help them. So it's hard sometimes because we're like, oh, I'll, I'll make you a 10 payment payment plan so you can do it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, we can't because, you know, we need to help them rise up. And my first coach, I was in a really shitty financial situation when I first started my coaching business. And it was, uh, which is part of the catalyst to getting this business going. And I actually had to borrow my mom's credit card to get the money to pay my first coach. So, and the coach that I hired at that time, you know, he didn't, he wasn't questioning where I got the money from. He didn't, he was completely detached. It was like, this is the price if you want to work together, you know? And I got off the phone and I wasn't like, oh, you know, darn him for wanting that much money. I was like, how am I going to do this? I want to work with him. How am I going to do this? And I figured it out. So we have to allow people to rise up. And that was the best investment I ever made. Like I, I never, that, that, that was, the, that changed my life, that investment. So we have to detach ourselves from that, that, um, you know, feeling bad for our clients when they can't afford our product at that time. You know, what's really funny too, that you said that is that, um, I discounted my price for a couple of clients at the start just to get the experience mm -hmm. and discounted it heavily. Like we're mm -hmm. talking didn't even cover my costs on my time. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that were consistently rescheduling. They yeah. were the ones that were not showing up, not doing the homework, but the clients that have paid full price show up every single week. They're on time. They do their homework. Mm -hmm. They ask great questions. They send emails. If they don't understand something, you know, they're engaged in their transformation because as you mentioned, they've made that investment yep. and they've made that commitment to their transformation. And that was one of the biggest learnings for me, I think, is that the more people pay for something, the more committed they are. And it's actually easier to sell a high ticket yeah. program, whether it's group or one-on-one, -on -one, than it is to sell a low ticket because people don't really take it seriously when it's a low ticket. Yeah. And and so that's good to note, right? So when we're, we're talking about the ideal clients and the people we want to work with, you want people who are on time, who typically pay like that pay in full or pay their payment plans mm -hmm. on time that are taking it seriously. Like write those things down. Like those are the clients that you want to work with. And on the flip side, you know, those other qualities are things that you're not looking for. And the more you stand in your power of going, this is my price. These are the, this is, this is the payment plan. If you can't do this, just let me know when you're ready and I'd be happy to help you then. And we stand in our pricing. That's putting out a strong message going, I don't want these other people who are trying to get discounts all the time, whatever. I want this person who does this yeah. action. And we stand in that. And that helps us, you know, it's a powerful message to the universe saying, this is who I'm looking for. And I'm going to yeah. stand here until I find them. <laughs> Yeah. And I have to say, it's a pretty powerful feeling when you get that first person that says, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, let's go and pays in full. Yeah. Your you belief know, when rises. They, when they, yeah. Your belief rises. It's like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And you know, that happened to me last year and I was like, oh, okay, well I don't have to discount my prices or create no. some ridiculous payment plan or, or anything like that. So, um, you know, this is the value that I personally have seen in hiring a coach because uh, and I use this analogy actually the other day when I was speaking to a fellow coach, because we sort of cross coach each other. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how, when you go to university, mm -hmm. you have a professor that is giving you guidance and giving you a grade and feedback on your projects and things like that. When you start a new job, you have a manager or you've got a, somebody who's training you and teaches you how to do things. But when you start a business, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't hire a coach and if you don't hire a mentor, you're just trial by fire. Yeah. And, you know, 
one of the things that I love about you is, is that you get me where I need to be faster. Yeah. And you open my mind to things that I didn't consider myself mm -hmm. because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is like a, a word of advice for new coaches about having a coach, especially if they don't have one or if they're sitting on the fence? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question. So yeah, you're right. When you're on your own, you're kind of throwing the spaghetti at the wall and kind of hoping something sticks. And, and yeah, you can build a business that way. You'll learn a lot for sure. It'll take you a lot longer. And that's why you hire a coach is that they've already done it. They know what works and what doesn't. So they're going to help you find that shortcut. Now, what I will say is you hire a coach, not because they have all the answers. You hire a coach because they're going to give you their perspective based on their experiences. But you also have to remember that you have the answers, like your internal guidance knows what you should be doing. So I might give you a direction on something or give you my perspective on something and if it doesn't feel good to you, or it doesn't feel like the right decision, then like, you know, starting your Instagram account, for instance, that was a suggestion. You didn't have to take it, you know, and you went with your own gut and guidance and said, you know what, I think this is really what I want to do. Um, so you have to come to the table, you know, prepared to listen and, and hear the advice. But then at the end of the day, it's up to you as the student to take the action that feels best for you. So I, when you're hiring a coach, don't hire a coach because they're going to give you all the answers because they, one, they probably don't have all the answers. They have their own perspective and their own experience, but you know, you do know what's right or wrong for you based on how it feels. Um, but the other thing is, is yeah, you do have to be coachable and look at here are my options. Here's what my coach says, suggests. Here's what, you know, I'm kind of thinking. And then again, you kind of have to assess. And I think that's been one of the biggest lessons for me as, as a student and a coach, um, as a student learning to trust myself, my coaches have always been there to support me and, and guide me. But at the end of the day, I had to learn to trust myself. You know, when it came time to pivot my business, uh, that was a, that was a me decision, you know? Um, so, so there's a, it's like a, it's like a combination of, of working with a coach to get the guidance and support, but then also, you know, standing in your own power and trusting yourself and, and doing the work. Right. So, um, I, I think that's why you want to find a coach that, you know, has all of those experiences that has fallen down, that has gotten back up, that has had some trials and tribulations because, they're the ones that are, have the experience to like, you know, the other day when you were like, ah, my lunch, I'm feeling all of these feelings. And I was like, Hey, I've been there, you know? And so here's what mm -hmm. I did. Here's what I went through. Here's how I overcame it. Now you mm -hmm. take that information and you get to decide what you do with it. Right. So it's not like I'm going to say, okay, you need to do this. And now you have to do this. And now yeah. you have to do this. There's no have tos. It's like, here's what I'm going to suggest. And then you yeah. have to take it because the thing is, is I want you as my client to have some things that don't necessarily work out. Like you need to make those decisions and see so that you mm -hmm. can learn how to trust your own self. If you keep coming to me for everything and I give you all the answers, you're not learning how to trust yourself and make those decisions. And that's not what I want as your coach. I want you to kind of, it's like, you know, they say, kick the birdie out of the nest. It's like, okay, you want to do it that yeah. way? Go do it that way. <laughs> Let's see what yeah. happens. Right? It's like give a man a fish or teach a man to fish. Right. right? And that's, you know, the, as you were talking there, I, I, one of the best analogies that I ever heard in, you know, the coaching or yeah. personal development space is that a coach is the GPS, you're the driver and your business is the vehicle. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the GPS can give you the suggested fastest route and all of the right and left turns. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're the driver. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to go a different way, you might still get to the destination, but it might take you longer Yeah. or it might be more complicated or there might be traffic restrictions and road bumps and all sorts of things mm -hmm. that you run into that if you had followed the plan, maybe it wouldn't have been as rocky. Yeah. Right. And, and I think the difference between like a consultant versus a coach is the consultant's going to give you the answers of what they think you should do, mm -hmm. but the coach is going to give you the guidance of enabling mm -hmm. you to make those decisions for yourself. Yeah you know, like the Instagram thing. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is, this has been such a great, I feel like I just got a one hour coaching session <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, let's talk about, let's talk about your 
quantum accelerator program yeah. for anybody listening out there because this is such a cool program. I mean, you and I went through some of the modules mm -hmm. together already, but let's talk about that and where people can find you if they're interested in working with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the quantum accelerator is my business coaching program. So it's a foundational program for newer, newer, newer coaches. And it's, it's basically, I, I teach in that program, how to one set up a solid foundation for your business. So we go through the basics of like your brand, your social media, how to find your avatars and all that. And then the main uh, strategy that I teach in there is how to create launch and fill a high ticket group coaching program. Um, and again, I give you my strategy for one outlining your signature program. So figuring out what actually goes in there and then how to launch it. There's multiple ways you can launch. So everybody has, uh, you know, a way that works best for them. So I outline three different ways to launch your program and then you can pick and choose from those ways. So again, it's a program that teaches the foundations of how to build a strong business with lots of flexibility to be able to kind of mold it. I always say it's, and I actually say this in one of the first modules, it's like, it's like a, your business is like a piece of clay and I'm going to help you, you know, you know, help you mold it, but you, you're the one who's like kind of, you know, pressing it in and turning it into something. And so um, I'm giving you the guidance and then you kind of make it how you want to. And and what I love about that program is that it is you know, self-paced with video modules. So you can go as fast or as slow as you want. Um, but then there are six months worth of group coaching calls. So every Wednesday we get on a call and I'm there to help answer your questions, give you the guidance and support that you need to keep going through and building your business and getting your program up and launched and, and into the, into the world. So it's, it's like my, it's my baby. <laughs> and can people join that at any time or do you have entry intervals? How does that work? Uh, no, it's actually open for enrollment. Um, right now it's open for enrollment until we get to a certain size and then we're going to have to cap it and start a wait list. But uh, right now it is currently open for enrollment. Um, people can go to shanarecord.com forward slash apply to set up a time to chat with me and see if it's a fit for them. Or I'm, I'm always on Instagram. You can always send me a message on Instagram. Just mention this podcast and, and we can set up a chat and, and talk about that for sure. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, thank you so much today for today. It was so great to hear, you know, from you as a coach and my coach to be able to explain some of the things that you and I have worked on together mm -hmm. because I felt like a baby giraffe learning how to walk three <laughs> months ago. I mean, I was like wobbly and all over the place. And you did great. I knew, yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew how to present the material that I had. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know the whole business. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there is so much to learn when it comes to launching an online business. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be way easier than it was. And I'm really glad that I had you in my corner. So yeah. for anybody wanting to check out Shana's uh, Instagram, it's at quantum leap queen. Mm -hmm. I will also link below the website that she mentioned. If you want to apply for her program or check out her, um, finding your niche or determining your niche. Mm -hmm. So all of that information will be in the description of this podcast. And Shana, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait for our next session and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.